Welcome to Cancer Connection. I'm Sarah Humphrey, and today I'm I'm very excited because I have um, I have Marilyn on to, uh, on to tell her cancer battle story and how the Lord has been with her through every step and helped her through it, and has just given her such comfort uh, through His Word. Um, and his and you can just you can hear in Marilyn's story how the Lord is working through her and it's very exciting and and I know that this will I know that this will encourage you too. Marilyn, thank you for coming on today. My pleasure. Um and, and so tell us Marilyn, how did your cancer battle start? Um in 2014 I had a heart attack. Uh I was by myself at home late at night and I knew I was having a heart attack so I jumped in the car and I drove myself to the hospital crazy 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 but I I just knew I had to get there and as I went through the door my heart was giving out and they of course brought me back and um, they put a stent in and the um, follow-up was to have a uh, a scan to see how the stent was doing and so forth. And when they took the scan of my heart, they discovered that I had some little spots on in the x-ray. And from there, we discovered I had uh, the, the rarest kind of cancer, which is GIST tumors. They're gastrointestinal stromal tumors. Wow. And and what was your treatment plan that they suggested? The stromal tumors are not, you can't, they're not curable. And so they will grow to a certain size and they will erupt and you'll bleed out internally. This happened, um, it, it just so happened that I didn't know anything about them and the, the oncologist didn't know a whole lot more than I did. They said that there was only one treatment, and that was to take daily uh, pills that would uh, that were actually chemo, and they would ke- keep them at bay, shrink them possibly to where they were not going to be threatening. So that's what I started out on. Um, however, three more occasions came up where they ruptured, and they had to open me up and and take out the tumors as well as a portion of the intestine. And uh, they said, I can't keep doing this. I won't have any intestines. Right. Mm. Wow. Um, And uh, tell us, Marilyn, um, did you have any kind of, uh, any kind of support group around during that time? Yes, I did. Um, I was blessed. Uh, I had found a church and I was attending, and the the women in my uh, Sunday school class were so exceptional. They were women that had genuine, uh, deep love for one another, and they were supportive of each other for 
any kind of situation that they were facing, any crisis or, or heartache or, uh, or problem. Uh, and I felt the love from the very beginning, from the first time I walked in and sat down and was a new member in that Sunday school class. And these women were mostly middle-aged, and I, I think I was the oldest member in the class. And I, I felt a love, and I also felt the power of prayer. There's some things that you just can't explain. The Holy Spirit will, will just let you know. And whenever I was in a situation where I, I was having an issue, I would just, there was a peace that flowed over me that I could not explain, as I'm sure some other uh, cancer patients have felt this, but the, the Holy Spirit just gave me a peace. I never, I have never cried or got upset over the fact that I have cancer. I've never shed a tear. Uh, I just said, okay, Lord, you got this, so let's let's carry on. That's right. That's very true. I know exactly what you mean about a perfect peace. Um, when I had, right. when I was done with chemo, um, it was time for me to have surgery, um, and this was a surgery you know, where they would go in and take out the lymph nodes and tell me if there was any cancer left, and um, that uh, that along with the mastectomy. Um, so I was going in for that surgery, and I know exactly what you mean because I had that perfect peace, and you know, and it's just a feeling, as if to say, you know, Lord, I know that this is Your will for me, so, you know, I'm trusting You. So, uh, you know, this is this is yes. Your will, and I'm I'm not afraid. Yes, yes. Um, is there is there any advice that you can give to someone that 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 may be going through something similar or hard times right now? I believe nor, we normally uh, come up with the why me? You know what? I must have been a bad person, or I'm suffering for all those things that that I did, the sin that over the past we we just have a tendency sometimes to think that way and that's not that's not our god he loves us with a love that is not even we don't even understand it we might think we do but we we can't we just can't and i i truly believe that uh once we surrender and just say lord we're in this together and just rejoice that he can take you through this valley and you may not know the outcome, but time reveals things that we don't see. And the only reason I say that is because Job didn't know what was going on, but he never faltered in his love and commitment to his God. And I, well, I had to learn that. And it was a growing process and, and it grew and I believe that is the one thing that kept me in a constant state of peace and, and joy. Very true. Um, now, uh, now it, it's it sounds like that that you have that you have discovered God at a much deeper level um, since your cancer diagnosis. 
um, in, two, right. in 2014. Uh, can you tell me how, how your relationship with him has changed? Cause, because it sounds like it is growing into something much greater. Yes, it is. And uh, it, I, I must tell you that I have wept over the shame of the wasted time. Um, I, I went to uh, the Bible bookstore and my niece and I, she purchased um, a study Bible for me and the student study Bible. And I made a commitment to read every bit of the footnotes. And sometimes there's more footnotes than there is scripture. Right. And I began to grow closer and more in love with this God that uh, I didn't fully understand. I just knew that he was holy and just. Those are two things that, that, and I thought, you know, if I'm going to be used in his plan, not my plan, but his plan, there has to be an absolute surrender of my will. And that will was the, the, the that's always the part that's the, the most difficult because we, uh, we want to be our own boss. And, yeah. and I think that's, uh, universal. I, I don't believe that there's anybody that doesn't want to be their own their own boss. But the the more I read, I would burst out in tears as I was reading what what I was. Uh, my brain was was just bringing in all of this knowledge that it, it just it just got to be so amazing how much he loved me and. And I began to understand things that he did and why he did them. It was like a tapestry. You see the under part of the tapestry on the back of it. You see a lot of knots and strings, and it doesn't look very nice at all. It's really sloppy looking. But on the on the finished side, you see beauty. And he took my messed up life, and he made beauty out of ashes. And I, and he was. Trying to teach me because that's what I was in God's school of learning, that there's more, and and when I began to want to run into the living room or wherever I was going to read the scripture, I couldn't wait to get there, and I had a hunger, and it was not there years ago. It was never a hunger. It was a, an acknowledgement. I want to read the scripture. I will read it today. I'll study my lesson. But this became a hunger where I said, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss. I'm not very happy because I'll let this go. I'm going to let this go because I want I want to hear him. I want to hear his voice. And that, that began a journey that uh, in, in 2014, that journey began. And here I am, 87, and you would think that I would have done it sooner. I was saved at age 10, baptized in when I was in August uh, of uh, at four, 1945, and I've known the Lord ever since, but I haven't lived for him. So that was a that was the beginning of a new walk, a deeper walk. And it's still I'm still hungry for more. Well, you, I know it. I, I know, as it says in the scriptures, that, that that his word will fill us and we will be full. So I'm very thankful for that. 
Um, I, I know we had talked about favorite verses and you had mentioned Romans eight yes. twenty eight, which says, and we yes. know that in all things work together for, for the good of those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. Um, and, and I, and I know that this is your life verse. Can you tell me how it has come to life for you? Yes. The evidence has become a reality. I can't tell you, if if you will let me share a quick story. My husband, we I have six children, and uh, my husband had left me, and uh, I I we had built a new house and we had just moved in. I had moved in with the children, even though I didn't know where I was going to go or how I was going to pay for it. But I said I've got to have a roof over my head. But I had no income, and I was without. And any money or even transportation, the car I had had given up the ghost. And uh, I had to actually ask for rides into town or have people bring food to me. So I was really out of food. I mean, completely out of food. It just so happened. I had a dog that uh, a breeder asked me to take under my wing and take care of her until she had her puppies and she wanted the pick of the litter and said I could have the rest of them and I thought well that'd be a nice way for me to make some money for Christmas for my children but I had gotten to a place where there was no no money available and uh, I did have the, the the dogs for sale I had a little sign up at the end of the street I was on a 10 acre parcel when this was all taking place and um, I told the kids, I said, well, I, I made a study of George Mueller's life. I just read it and I could not believe how his faith was so huge. He never, ever solicited for money. He just prayed. And the orphanage that he uh, had, he, people told him, you can't, you can't uh, have an orphanage, you don't have any money. And he, in spite of it all, he had enough food to feed several thousand children. And he would turn their plates face down on the table. They would pray and there'd be food. And, you know, I was so bold. I said, I believe you could do this. So I called the children. I said, we're going to put our face into the sofa. We're going to kneel in the living room. And we did. And I knelt and we, well, we prayed. I said, God, I know you're going to take care of us. That afternoon, someone came and she was interested in buying a puppy. She wanted to see the mother. She had seen the puppy and she liked the puppy, but she didn't. She wanted to see what the mother looked like. And I said, oh, sure, I'll show you. So we went to the backyard and I called her, but she was preoccupied with digging in the uh, dirt. And I could see something blue, but I could also see blood on it. And I thought, whoa, what has she got? So I went over and I, she had a frozen sirloin tip roast in her mouth, pulling on the corner of it. And I let out a holler, praise the Lord. This poor woman, I probably scared her to death, but she went without a puppy, but I dug, I finished digging up that roast, took it in the house, cut the corner of it off and we had hot roast beef sandwiches that night. I did have some bread and some condiments in, in the house. And I said, Lord, if you can do this, you can do anything. And from that day on, my faith began to just 
it, it just accelerated. I, I couldn't stop believing in the impossible. And one miracle after another, a son that was nearly going to go to prison because of an auto accident situation, God intervened. He, he, the law was changed for the benefit of my son, who was not a criminal. He was just driving too fast and, and didn't stay and give his name to the police. He came home knowing everybody was okay. He stayed that long. And it, just one after another, another son who was ended up in a iron in the barometric barometrics uh, thing because he was nearly dead. I mean, it just one after another. It didn't stop, and it has not stopped since. And I did not have any income. That was not a one-time thing. That 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 incident was happening on a daily basis. People were bringing me food that they did not need. The neighbor gave me chicken eggs that she didn't have and she didn't need. My girlfriend emptied her freezer. She said, I have pheasants and I have fish. Which would you like them? And it just the dog had stolen something out of the freezer at one time and buried it. So there is no end to my belief that there's nothing nothing that God cannot do. And people just get hysterical when they hear that. They just, why didn't I get the $200? That was this, the simple uh, answer to the, to the, no, God didn't do it that way. He brought me a roast that had the corner of it bitten into, and I cut it off and made it a very nice hot roast beef sandwiches for dinner. That That is a great miracle story. It really is. I know exactly what you mean by miracles. After my surgery, I had gone in uh, for another um, MRI of my chest, and um, and I had the I had the MRI done, and I went back to see the surgeon the next week, and he said, and he said, you know, your cancer's gone. I I don't see any traces left. And I said, I know. I said, the Lord has made me well. He told me. He told me that my faith had made me well. <laughs> So I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Well, the women at the hospital, when I was in and out of it, because they operated on me three times for the tumors, they all knew me by my first name. <laughs> and the, the they would come in and sing to me when, when I was there for my pancreas attack. They would come and when I was in the coma, they would come in and sing to me. And they all know me by my first name, and that just, and and I was able to share that the 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 story of my life with most of them, and actually, even in the elevator when I was being pushed into some kind of a treatment room, I would ask the young man that was pushing me, "Do you know Jesus as your Savior? If you died tomorrow, do you know where you'd spend eternity?" God loves you and he has a plan for you. And they they just everybody everybody knew who who that crazy woman was that that just is happy as a lark and yet she's she's on her deathbed. So you just you can't begin to imagine until you let it happen. Until you say I'm going to do this. I'm going to speak up for and it, that's not an easy thing for some of us to do. That's very true, but, but sometimes you just you have to speak up and you stand up for God and His Word and and what you know that it says. Uh, 
and and things just and then that's when miracles happen really is anyway but thank you so much for coming on today would you like to close us in prayer i would be very delighted to do that thank you most precious heavenly father we come before you at the throne of grace and we thank you and we praise you because you're the god of all creation Father, thank you for your love for us, which we will never understand until we see you face to face. But there are other people out there who are going through times of real struggle, times of sincere, difficult pain, times of not knowing the future. And Father, we just pray for all of these victims of cancer and diseases that that just go beyond our human understanding. I pray for Sarah, just because she's reached out to me. It's been a joy and a privilege, and I thank you for it. I want to keep her in in prayer because she's going through some other difficult times. But Father, above all else, we want the word of God to be spread throughout the world. We want to see people come to know Christ, and we want to glorify you. So Father, may the words in our mouth and the thoughts in our hearts be acceptable in your sight, and may we by all means, glorify you as we live in this fallen world and profess the uh, salvation that's available to everyone and your love for them. And we thank you. And I just can't imagine what a privilege it is to be with this lovely lady and, and, and being able to share some of the things that have taken place in my life. Well, thank you and praise you in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Marilyn, for coming on today. Again, this is Sarah Humphrey, and I want to hear your story. And so, and so please feel free to write to me at Sarah Humphrey, P.O. Box 2286, Kansas City, Kansas, 66110. Or if you would like to send an email, I'm at cancerconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. That's cancerconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, and I will see you next time on Cancer Connection.